Well, Britain's Channel 4 News is reporting that there is, quote, no evidence provided in Israel's dossier uh, that staff from the United Nations Palestinian Refugee Agency had links to the October 7 Hamas attack. The dossier, which uh, Channel 4 claims to have seen, was circulated late last month, prompting nations like the US, the UK, Germany, France and Australia to suspend uh, desperately needed funds for Gazans. Last December, 30 Jewish community and business leaders were sent, uh, uh, sent a letter to Prime Minister Anthony Albanese and Foreign Minister Penny Wong, alleging that UNRWA had a close association with Hamas and demanded the suspension of funding to that agency. The President of the Council of Australian Jewry, uh, who was a co-signatory to this letter, and the organisation's uh, co-chief executive officer, Peter Wertheim, joins me now. Welcome to you. Good evening. Have you or anyone from the Council of Australian Jewry seen this dossier that was circulated by Israel and, and, and what they're alleging exactly? No, I haven't seen it. Uh, I've just read about it. Uh, and it provides, as far as I understand it, photographic evidence of uh, taken from um, uh, videos taken from the bodies of Hamas terrorists themselves of uh, the atrocities they committed, which uh, included... Uh, images of uh, people uh, who were there at the scene at the time and they included, uh, according to the uh, information that uh, is in the dossier, uh, people from UNRWA. Uh, by the way, that's not the only issue that uh, that exists with UNRWA, but that's certainly the latest issue that's so, emerged. So I just want to confirm, so you haven't seen this and you're relying on reports. Um, yes. There are reports today that, uh, well, Channel 4 in the UK says it has seen this dossier. This dossier provides no evidence to support these new allegations, that these allegations are based on intelligence information documents and identity cards seized during the course of fighting. So does this amount to IDF propaganda that you're pushing then? Uh, well, uh, first of all, I'm not pushing anything, but uh, it certainly is a lot... Uh, it can't be characterised as, as mere propaganda. I mean, uh, the, um, the information that was... Uh, provided by the Israelis were shared with other governments and they've made their own assessment based on um, analyses by their own uh, intelligence services, uh, which I would say are a lot more credible than uh, a media organisation, with all due respect. Uh, and also um, there are um, other bodies um, around the world that have uh, looked at this evidence and come to um, uh, the conclusion that, uh, that UNRWA personnel were implicated uh, for example, just uh, last Sunday, the United States uh, Senate uh, passed a, a $1.4 billion uh, aid package uh, for, uh, for Gaza uh, with the stipulation that none of it go to UNRWA. So uh, that information would have been shared uh, uh, amongst the, um, uh, the senators who voted for that. And by the way, this is a Democrat-controlled Senate, not a Republican-controlled Senate. And that was their decision. So, uh, I mean, it, it's going to take a lot more, I think, than just one media organisation saying that they've looked at the dossier and don't find it credible uh, in order to uh, to have uh, the sort of impact you're suggesting. You said that this isn't the only issue with UNRWA. What are your concerns specifically? Uh, no doubt um, concerns that prompted you to write uh, this letter and to co-sign it in December. Yeah, my, our president signed it in December. I was on leave at the time, but uh, yes. Um, the, uh, the concerns we've had have been put forward to successive governments over a number of years. Uh, they not only relate to the corruption scandal that, uh, that hit UNRWA in 2019 and, and that led to the, uh, uh, the resignation of its head, uh, 
at that time. Uh, it, there have also been numerous reports about UNRWA schools being used to teach propaganda, not just uh, political propaganda or uh, anti-Israel propaganda, but some, uh, I mean, some of the materials in textbooks and study cards have shown gross anti-Semitic content, which are clearly in violation of UNESCO standards. The European Parliament uh, has passed um, uh, resolutions that have uh, uh, condemned uh, UNRWA specifically for the content of their textbooks, and there have been numerous studies done about those contents, which... Um, uh, the European Parliament has uh, has pronounced on. Okay, I, I just want to move on to the timing because of this dossier, because it's on, on one hand it may be coincidental, really, that Israel issued this dossier just as the ICJ was handing down its interim ruling. I mean, could it be that this information was circulated to distract from that, if Channel 4's report is to be believed? I, I don't see how anyone can allege that, because um, the the evidence that. Um, uh, was being relied on, only first came to light in at the end of December. That is what prompted the uh, the letter that you referred to earlier on. Um, so uh, nobody can say this has sort of just been manufactured out of thin air. It, it was um, uh, it, it came to light uh, after uh, the piecing together of evidence uh, post October the seventh, uh, all of which takes time. And the, the first reports of UNRWA people being involved in these attacks started emerging at the end of December and, again, um, the, uh, the, the dossier that was put together uh, followed on from those revelations. Peter Wertheim is the co-chief executive officer of the Executive Council of Australian Jewry. Uh, he's talking about the suspended funding of the United Nations Palestinian Refugee Agency, UNRWA, here on RN Drive. It's 12 past five. A number of nations who have suspended funding uh, haven't seen this dossier yet. When you consider the critical work that UNRWA does on the ground, do you think the suspension of funding is a, is a proportionate response, particularly while these allegations are still being investigated? So let's be very clear about this. The issue is not about providing humanitarian aid to displaced people in Gaza. There's clearly a need for that. Nobody is, is suggesting that, uh, that there's no need uh, for the provision of uh, funding and other assistance to meet the needs of those people. The issue, the sole issue, is whether UNRWA is the appropriate agency for the delivery of that, that assistance. That's the only issue here. Uh, and if you look at the resolution that was passed as I, that I referred to earlier in the US Senate uh, on Sunday, uh, they nominate a number of other agencies that they think uh, would be more appropriate. And can I also say this, that even Australia in the past has recognised that there is an issue with the, the provision of uh, uh, not to, with the provision of assistance per se, but with the agency through which it is provided. And one good example of how this was overcome and could still be overcome in the future occurred in January 2021 during the COVID ap uh, epidemic when we saw um, uh, COVID-19 testing kits, PPE suits for health workers uh, and other uh, equipment that was needed to address the pandemic being provided by Australia in kind to the Palestinians. This had the full support of the Israeli government as well as the Palestinian Authority. And, of course, it was welcomed by my organisation, the Executive Council of Australian Jury, and I believe also by Muslim groups. So this shows you how it is possible to rise above the kind of hateful and um, 
carping, sniping kind of rhetoric that characterises so much of the commentary about this issue where people actually turn their minds to how, how aid can most effectively be delivered to the people who need it on the ground. Penny Wong has made it pretty clear that no one can do this work on the ground at the moment like UNRWA. So is she wrong in your council's view? Well, not only in my council's view, but also apparently in the view of the United States Senate. And, um, and when, it, when it comes to the, the process of these investigations, which aren't concluded, uh, I assume uh, you're happy with this funding to remain frozen, that that's your current position? I would. Pre- we would prefer it if the funding were delivered through another vehicle. We're not trying to deprive uh, the needs of, of, of people who are displaced in Gaza. We we understand that they they need funding. But my question uh, goes to the due not, process, um, you know, which everyone is entitled to. I think you'd probably agree. Because, I mean, if, if you take it that the funding should remain frozen whilst these uh, investigations go on, you'd also agree that the US should suspend military funding to Israel while allegations of genocide against Israel are heard in the International Court of Justice. Well, we're not, again, uh, we're not suggesting that funding be frozen uh, for, for, uh, for Gaza. We're suggesting that while the investigations are underway with regard to UNRWA, the funding be channelled through other agencies in the same way that uh, uh, the United States Senate is, is now contemplating. If, if they can do it, why can't we? Closer to home, New South Wales uh, police say forensic analysis has found no evidence uh, the, the, of the phrase gas the Jews was chanted in videos circulating online from a pro-Palestinian rally in, uh, well, at the Sydney Opera House in October. What's your response? Well, whatever view you take, whether the, the, the chant was gas the Jews, where's the Jews, F the Jews, uh, or anything else regarding the Jews, on any view, it was a grossly anti-Semitic display and those who continue to make excuses for it should hang their heads in shame. I mean, it, the, 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 the rhetoric, whichever way you look at it and whichever phrase you think was used, was grossly anti-Semitic. And, I mean, you know, who, who yells that sort of thing? Where's the Jews? Uh, I mean, that's the sort of thing that was raised uh, in, in pogroms 100 years ago. And to see it on the steps of the Sydney Opera House was rightfully characterised as a national disgrace. Just lastly, before we run out of time, the ABC has come under enormous pressure for its coverage of the Gaza war. And look, I'm not here to prosecute the entire ABC News coverage, but I do want to ask you, what direct representations has your organisation made, if any, with the chair, Ita Bartros, and the managing director, David Anderson, about these matters? Uh, We've had no communication with either of them since uh, October the 7th. uh, and uh, I mean, I'm aware that uh, there have been uh, WhatsApp groups that have formed that have uh, sent emails and from your members? messages and so on. Uh, from from members of the ECAJ, um, no, not to my knowledge. Uh, they, they, I mean, the, the the messages, as far as I know, have come from a, a, a group of lawyers that formed a WhatsApp group, but not not from our organisation. But uh, look, all they've done is to. Um, exercise their rights in a democracy to express their views. I mean, there are pro-Palestinian groups out there who uh, engage in campaigns to try to pressure the coverage of the ABC uh, all the time. And and I can name them if you wish, but um, there's nothing new about that. We don't uh, say that they're doing anything that's uh, against the law, whether it's uh, from either side. I mean, uh, people are entitled to express their views in a democracy and the ABC 
being a taxpayer-funded organisation, uh, will obviously come in, in for um, uh, commentary and criticism by people uh, who feel that um, uh, their coverage is less than satisfactory, and that, that, that will happen on both sides. Uh, that's just part and parcel of the small change of democracy, and I'm afraid that, uh, uh, you know, those who are criticising only one side of the debate while ignoring the other have been completely hypocritical. Just finally, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has insisted Israel will not end its Gaza campaign until Hamas is wiped out. Uh, the quantification of that does seem unclear. Um, he's ruled out the creation of a Palestinian state. In your mind, is and, and given everything that's happened, particularly October 7, is a two-state solution over? No, uh, I don't believe it is. Not forever. I believe that for the foreseeable future, it's it's probably out of reach uh, because of the actions taken by Hamas uh, on October the 7th and since. But uh, to say that uh, there'll never be a two-state solution, it's over, it's done and dusted, I think is um, is wrong. Um, if you go to our organisation's website and you look up the policy platform that we have, you'll see that um, support for a two-state solution has been there uh, for many, many years and it hasn't changed. And in the long run... I don't think it sits in the mouth of either side of this conflict to say we want a state of our own but we want to deny that same right to the other side. Uh, you either accept the, the right of self-determination of peoples or you don't. And for those who advocate a Palestinian state but would deny the right of the Jewish people to their own state, and we're seeing more of that these days, then I, again, um, hate to say it, but uh, that's just gross hypocrisy. Would a ceasefire assist in that eventual goal of a two-state solution? I, I think it would take far more than just a ceasefire uh, to, to, to get there. I mean, look, you are dealing with a, um, a conflict that has been going on in one form or another for more than 100 years, and the root cause of it is that the, um, the one side of the conflict, the, uh, the, um, the Arab side of the conflict, for the last hundred years, has rejected uh, any concept of uh, historical connection of the Jewish people to Israel or their right to self-determination in the land and their, their absolute maniacal desire not only to fight that politically but to use violence uh, to enforce and impose their view. And, and until that attitude changes, the conflict will go on, a two-state solution will be unattainable. It will take something dramatic, something like Amar Sadat's visit to Jerusalem in 1977, which brought about the first peace treaty between Israel and an Arab state. Something as dramatic as that in, in, in a change of attitude before peace will be possible. Peter Wertheim is the co-CEO of the Executive Council of Australian Jury. Thanks for your time this afternoon. A pleasure.